Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Wet Paint NYC podcast. I'm Paul Cepeda and I'm here with artist, art consultant, designer, and all-around fabulous person, Deming King Harriman. Welcome, Deming. Thank you. Great to be here. What are you up to these days? Um, a lot of things. Um, I think the most exciting thing that's happening currently as we speak is the Every Woman Biennial, which I am very, very proud of. Oh, that's still going on. I know that the opening was recently. Yeah, so the opening was, um, uh, this weekend and, um, I believe it's going to be going through Memorial Weekend and ending at the beginning of June. So all of this week is happening. Awesome. Yeah. And I hear you had a great turnout. It was more than I could have ever expected. Um, there are, it was split into two galleries. There was, I believe, over 600 artists in total um, in the shows. There's one in New York and then one happening in LA. At the oh, same wow. Time. Oh, okay. Yeah, which was By coastal yes. concurrently? Oh, wow. Yes. That's pretty fabulous. Very exciting. Yeah. So in New York, we, it was um, La Mama Galleria in. Um, Bowery area and then 222 Bowery were the two galleries that it was part of and so it started off in La Mama and then you walked over it was about a five minute walk to 222 and that's where my work is is in that one um, so there were lines around the block. Oh, that's always fun to see. Gallery. Yes. yes, I know. You just, you kind of, you should show up and you're like, oh, I wonder if, you know, how's <laughs> it going to be? And yeah, I had, I got to do the whole, I'm one of the artists. Uh-huh. So, I so you my cut the line. Yes. Of course. Get right in. <laughs> but, and it was phenomenal. I mean, I, it, it's just, the work was so inspirational and, and really I don't know. I just I, I felt like I, I didn't know necessarily what to expect, especially when you have so many um, artists. You wonder how, as a curator, are they going to be showcasing this? Yeah, was it, I mean, it was over a hundred artists, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it was like full salon style, but the way that they did it, it didn't feel overwhelming. It felt really like this vibrant, exciting show. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, and I think that there was enough. Uh, different mediums of work that mm. you know it wasn't like oh here's a ton of paintings like it was it there was enough going on that you There's felt some variety yeah it was yeah. exciting um and in La Mama they had this whole uh um, entrance way that was covered in moss so it kind of mm. felt like you were going mm-hmm. into this magical world nice. um and then in 222 Bowery it was split into I believe three initial sections but then there was more galleries in the back so that that was a huge space um mm-hmm. i'm actually going back on thursday because i didn't get to see all of it oh nice that yeah. sounds awesome yeah it sounds like something i need to check out for sure too please do absolutely i mean a hundred percent worth it and there are some really big name artists uh who are contributing as well so that's exciting to kind of see that work and along with you know emerging it, it really was more about what are you saying with your work and being part of this phenomenal collection and kind of statement about women artists. Nice. How did you get involved with that? Um, so it was originally called the Whitney Houston Biennial, and my friend uh, Ashley G. Garner had told me about it, and she applied. She's in it. She's in the La Mama Gallery. Okay, cool. And uh, we were both like, oh, no, we're not in the same gallery. Like, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so she had found it and suggested that I apply. It seems, you know, my, my work mainly focuses with women characters, and for 
you know i think from two thousand and twelve to two thousand and fifteen i was working on a series called goddesses, which was all about creating these female empowered divine beings that were this like representation of this transformation i was going through. and so it was very much up my alley. and i submitted yeah this one work and it got in and i was really excited about it. i mean i believe this is my first like true true official show in new york since i've moved here. i mean i think i saw your name in the new york times recently yeah recently right? i mean yeah that's it. i'm so i mean. sounds pretty legit to me. oh you know you know gotta put that ah on the cv. but yes no that was i think one of the biggest unexpected phenomenal things was to be mentioned in the new york times and to have my work printed. and it was with the you know the curator and a few other artists and just to see that and be like oh my gosh that's my work. and to look down and you know to have my name be one of the first names mentioned about this show. i just again as an artist like you you feel like you're working towards things and it just was a really great moment. i was very very happy. nice. yeah. awesome. fantastic. so um are you working on anything else? any upcoming things besides this? i mean i know you know i know that you stay busy so i'm sure there's more. so um yeah actually the other work that i have been doing um basically i've started getting more into laser cutting with my work. so i've been working with nyc resistor which is a hacker maker space in brooklyn. they're phenomenal really really great people and i took a class on laser cutting and then they have the opportunity to come in during their free days to laser cut um for you know like it's i think they price it per minute and um i've been able to create this new series of work and i was actually part of their uh they, they do a kind of a art maker show um uh once a year and so i was a part of that um which was very exciting cool. as well um and uh so i've been working on this new laser cutting project where i want to uh take my illustrations and then i trace them in illustrator and then i cut them out into individual pieces so it kind of looks like like a pop-up book in a way okay like what's the material that's being laser cut right now the work that's in the everyone biennial i was using uh plexiglass and um holographic paper so the pieces there are these guardian angel pieces and they they come alive as you walk around oh oh fantastic i loved but i I'm a little bit more comfortable working with wood, so for this larger body of work, I'm going back into um, plywood, uh, working with gold leafing and things like that, gilding, and then ultimately I think, uh, again, switching to the plexiglass will be the next step after this, once I get a little bit more comfortable with how I want the style of work to uh, be presented moving forward because this is a little bit of a shift from my older work and I think where my work is going to be going for the foreseeable future. Yeah, because uh, you describe it as what like mixed media in general. So is it, I mean, yeah. some of it looks like collage. So how would you describe that for people who don't necessarily you know, know the difference or what mixed media means? Like yeah. what kind of stuff are you using? Because I know the work is fantastic. So. Mm. Um, 
share a little of your magic with us. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I guess I'll give a little bit of my background. Um, when I was in college, I was studying writing and illustrating children's books. Okay. Um, really interested in mostly traditional illustration um, with that whimsical fantasy theme. Um, my senior year, I started to get into collage, traditional collage with found materials. That's when I started creating the Goddesses series, and I really... Um, took off from the illustration and pursued more of a fine art career. So I was really just trying to collage for a really long time um, and not doing any more illustration at all. And was this collage like like um, photos that you cut, like that you found and cut and put together or yeah. mixed with your drawings or, or what, what, what did that collage consist of? It was mainly found images from books, thrift store books, um, magazines, things like that. So really just, you know, I would say like w when somebody is like, I'm going to make a collage today, it's like that I was working <laughs> with the same material. Got it. Um, and then I did want to start getting a little bit more of my original hand into the mix. So I was taking, I was doing photo shoots and then painting on that oh, and then cool. collaging. So I still do a little bit of that. Um, I also have been working, um, I do uh, kind of more mini series uh, with digital collage now instead of the traditional like cutting by hand hmm. um, and it's easier to find public domain work so I, I want to hmm. you know when I do collage I try to do that as much as possible um, and uh, but really I, I got to a point in my career where I was really really missing what my my drawings looked like and what my you know what was coming from me you know that original content and having that collage mindset um where you you look at things that are already presented in front of you and you puzzle piece things together mm -hmm. to make something new having that really ingrained um i that's when i started mixed media so basically mm -hmm. what i'm doing now is i'm taking illustrations that i'll, I'll draw in a sketchbook i will put them into um uh, Illustrator, and then I'll trace them out and get them laser cutted into wood or plexiglass, mm. things like that. And then sometimes I will, you know, add in collage elements. Like um, I had a series, that, the Alchemy series, which was featured in Deep Space Gallery last year, um, and that had elements that I digitally collaged, some photographs I took of. Um, like a, doing a photo shoot, then manipulated, then printed out with wood and and paper and so it is it's a lot all of all kinds of layers of process yeah. and materials and, and creative input wow exactly and they're these layered pieces so there's you know three or four um layers to the piece so there's this relief effect um mm -hmm. which i really liked as well like how to make it more dynamic how to make it feel like you're really going into this piece and one of the things that I didn't think about when I was first creating it that I really enjoy is that it has kind of a pop-up book, play, set material type vibe to it, which I think is a great homage to the children's book style that I originated in. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so, and I mean, all the, it's, it's all this very surrealist fantasy world and where mm -hmm. I'm trying to create these stories that feel familiar and, and strange and, and yeah I certainly get that from your work yes yeah, <laughs> I, I enjoy that very much lots yeah. of whimsy <laughs> yeah whimsy I, I'm a big fan of whimsy let me tell you <laughs> yeah 
and then, so yeah, so I started creating the series, doing the laser cutting just to kind of, you know, produce new work that I want to be more recognized for creating this new style of work. This is something that I, there are a lot of artists that are really working with mixed media, laser cutting, new technology, and I want to be one of those on the forefront yeah. of challenging what does that look like? How how do we work with that as fine artists, you know, and utilizing technology. So that's something that I was already wanting to do, starting to do. Um, and then uh, really exciting news is uh, this gallery in Montreal, um, Babam Gallery, mm-hmm. who came down for Freeze Week, uh, they were showing in Superfine Art Fair. Um, they were interested in my work and we had a studio visit, and yeah. so we're actually going to be showcasing this new series in September as a solo show. Fantastic, you've gone international. Ooh, there we go, I know, <laughs> that's it. I feel like I've had an international solo show, like that's uh-huh. a nice thing you know, to uh, say. Very nice, very nice. So this is, a, this is like a big month or two for you right now, like a lot going on. Yes. Um, and you're, you're still creating in the studio as well, or you know, mm-hmm. um, you're still making things, so that's pretty fantastic. I mean, on top of that, you've been um, acting as a mentor and you know, giving advice and helping us out with the, um, the artist and fellowship uh, program yeah. that I've been working on for the last few months. Um, our good friend Alex, you know, introduced mm-hmm. you, I believe, to the program, and we yeah. were lucky for that. And uh, yeah, you know, we 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 had our first experience with Superfine as well. I know that you've had that you had some, um, you know, some you'd worked with them in the past and that kind of thing. And so it ended up being perfect. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that was like something that I was excited to be able to contribute was mm-hmm. to say, um, you know, as an artist art fairs are now a possibility for you to be a business person and to really create a platform and you know Superfine is one of many fairs um, that are giving that opportunity so to be able to talk about preparing for that what that entails I mean that was something that I am very passionate about you know plan to continue to do with my own work and I think that it's a great tool for artists who have that ability that that wants to be their own kind of, you know, boss and take control over their career. And I think that that's a platform that, you know, is, is actually really working for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, we've seen, um, you know, you were talking about sort of being on the forefront of things uh, mm-hmm. with, with technology and all these things. And, and over the last certainly 10 years, I've seen all kinds of shifts um, in both the use of technology by artists and the ability to like be in larger and larger fairs. Um, and shows and this kind of thing um, without going ma- maybe the traditional route and without spending quite as much money. I mean, I know that we were talking about like the Armory Fair booth starting out at like a hundred yeah. plus grand, that kind of thing. Um, that's not necessarily for every um, artist sort of on their own doing their own thing. So having these other um, fairs and shows and other opportunities in, you know, in Soho and other great locations, um, you know, is pretty fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just, the art world is changing, and I think that it's, from what I've seen at least, it's rewarding the artists who are putting a lot of dedication into that, um, that sense of, you know, this isn't, I'm not going to just be a recluse in my studio, which, you know, it's to say that that's not a bad thing necessarily, and I think that, that you can find support with that as well, but it, it's, 
it's more giving an opportunity for people to have more options. Like you don't have to know a gallerist. And a lot of times it is knowing them, mm-hmm. you know, like people don't take you seriously, even if you're phenomenal. Yeah. Um, if you're walking in with a portfolio, like it's just, that's not the way it's working anymore. And to be able to say, to use things like Instagram to create a platform, to get followers, to sell your work. Like they, mm-hmm. I think that the, the hard lines are really, um, becoming a little bit more blurred, especially when it comes to being um, an emerging and even mid-career artist. I think that that's all such, you know, uh, great opportunity and it's, you know, free range. Yeah, I was talking to um, Robert Mars, you know, fellow artist recently um, on the podcast here about sort of that great equalizing effect that Instagram and some of these other things have had, but especially Instagram and how... Um, a lot of there are a lot of artists these days who haven't known anything but that Mm -hmm. and they even sometimes question some of us um, um, more mature folks shall we say (laughs) um, uh, like why are you bothering with anything else like galleries or anything else like when you can just slide into DMs and you know and do this thing I'm like you know what sometimes I ask myself that (laughs) Um, you know I try to play as many of the fields as I can just to see what's working what's still working what I get out of each but exactly but they but I I know of several if not many folks who are having great success um, just just with that and let me tell you the, the gallery, low overhead yeah <laughs> it's true and I mean the gallery that is hosting my solo show where do we start talking Instagram mm, that's how go. they followed my work that's what kept them interested is that we created a relationship liking each other's things commenting I got to see that they were interested in my work like it's just there's a lot of tools that you're not even necessarily thinking about like who keeps liking my posts mm-hmm. you know like then you can reach out to them and say, hey, you know, if you're ever in town, have a studio visit. You know, it, these are the types of things that they're just aids towards success. Right. But, I mean, that is one of the big things is the art world is always changing. So it's Instagram right now, but you, we don't know what the next thing is going to be. Mm-hmm. So I think that not discrediting what's happened before and what will happen next. Like, I think you, you just got to be fluid and flexible and you know, use everything to your advantage, but then also find what works for you and what's tried and true for you. Because I think that's another really hard thing with artists is feeling like there's a model that they need Mm -hmm. to fit into. And now there are a lot of options where, you know, maybe you're not going to be featured at, you know, Art Basel selling your work for a million dollars type of thing, but you can make a very sustainable living doing Instagram videos of your paintings and selling them on Etsy and Instagram like and and but like make a living mm-hmm. with your art and so it's it's about mindset and it's about what what's like the overall picture of what you're wanting for your life because there's a lot of options and I think that you know people are becoming a little bit more forgiving I, I remember um I uh, when I was younger, I did uh, a mentorship program myself. Uh, that's one of the reasons I was really oh, all about being an advisor. <laughs> um, but my um, mentor was this artist who she had mentioned, like, if you were a designer and an artist, and I think this is still not totally gone, but it was almost as if you were completely not taken seriously because you had something other mm-hmm. than your art mm-hmm. you were pursuing. Yeah. Here. I think people are of this sense now where you're like, how, like, I, I'm a creative find, like, I'm able to do all these different things, like, how is that 
not legit, uh-huh. you know, like, uh-huh. so I think that people are, um, uh, becoming a little bit more open to the journey. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is interesting because a lot of times, um, you know, I've over, certainly over the years, people ask me, so you make a, you can make a living off of this? Well, it's like, well, it depends on how you define a living. <laughs> but it's like, yes. I mean, um, you know, it's one thing to make a living in New York. It's another thing yeah. to be able to like support yourself very well somewhere else making the exact same kind of money because you don't have, you know, that same overhead or yeah. that kind of thing. But, um, you know, there are so many factors involved and it's like, yeah, are you using your creative talent more or less than like half of, you know, your, your, your life, that kind of thing. And, yeah. um, and like, are you getting the, that craving as an artist, like the outlet, like what does that mean to you? Because I think people, again, like don't get caught up in what other people are telling you. Like it's, you're you're the artist like you're the one who's going to be saying what is and what isn't your practice so it's more about being the leader in your own story and i mean and i I definitely i you know there's advice you can take there's a lot of it's a big long journey but um i definitely don't think that you have to get hung up on oh i'm not fitting into this model or this mindset or you know, so therefore I'm not X, Y, Z. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those models, you may not want to even necessarily do all the work that's involved in those things because, um, sometimes you see folks that, I mean, you may not know, but they may have a team behind them putting on all these videos and stuff. And if you try to keep up with that, you're not going to have any time in the studio because you're going to be making videos. Believe me, I know, you know, and so sometimes like that stuff goes on hold and it's time to just get back to painting or whatever it is. And I think that's another really, and I'm glad that you brought it up is that I don't think that people necessarily realize how much people are not doing things alone and to collaborate with other artists are, is like a phenomenal thing. And I've definitely done that in the past, but there's things, projects that I've wanted to do where you know, you realize the, the financial scope, the time scope, like all mm-hmm. of that, you're, it's, and when you see somebody else doing those things, you have to look at what advantages they have around them. Who are they around? What, right. what resources do they have? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, at the end of the day, like it's other people have things that they're using to their advantage and it's not all one person doing one thing all the time. And it's, it's, they work so hard you know, they, they are working hard, but mm-hmm. it's not just them all right, the time. Right. When it looks super fancy, they probably had some help with it. That's just yeah. the way it goes. And that's um, okay. And that's fine. That's, yeah. that's the way that it, you know. But you should be aware. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So but I think what we're getting at is don't necessarily compare yourself too closely to what you see out there. Just do the work and get it out there one way or the other. I think those are two big things because, you know, like you said, you can be the most fantastically talented person in the world, but if nobody sees it until after you're gone and somebody stumbles across mm-hmm. your, you know, house full of wonderful, you know, treasures, um, it's not going to do you much good. Um, so get it out there one way or the yeah. other is what and I find think. your people. Yes. Find your support system, like whatever that looks like. If it's other artists, if it's, uh, you know, friends that will come out and support you and, and buy your work and things like that. I mean, whatever that means, I think having a support system as an artist is key yeah that's a big deal because i've talked before about how the creative aspect can often be you know sort of very lonely or at least solitary solo event um and so for some people it may take weeks and weeks at a time and then you come out this sort of um you know uh 
creature of the shadows from the studios, and like, you're just trying to get back into, you know, normal society, uh, out from the fumes, um, so it is good to have folks to welcome you back yeah. to the real world, and, another um, great resource like of Instagram, too, you put that, like, your in progress work on your story, and people are like, this looks great, keep going, and you're there like, you go. that's all worth it, there you go, there you go, getting those likes, <laughs> gotta love it. So you, you're originally from um, Florida, right? Is that Miami, correct? Yeah. Miami. Okay. Um, so if you want, tell us a little bit about your time in Miami, and then how did you end up in New York? Like, what brought you to New York? Sure, absolutely. So I mean, I pretty much grew up in Miami um, since I was really young. I was born in Boston, but mm. you know, moved when I was about five. So Miami is my home. Um, and. Uh, I went to college uh, in Baltimore at Maryland Institute College of Art and decided to come back to Miami right after college and I got um, accepted into the Art Center, South Florida Art Center Residency Program, which I believe now is called Oolite Arts. Um, it was a fundamental stepping stone for my art career. I think that that's mm. something too, and residency programs, especially if you find ones that you can find. I mean, like for me, this was a two year long program that you got a studio space and, you know, I was living um, uh, and working in Miami. So, so it was, it was more about having a long-term studio space in addition to like what my living. So, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. I wasn't traveling to Miami, but I did know people who got that residency program and moved to Miami specifically for it. So, you know, you can take a lot of uh, journeys, but, um, But I met my core group of artist friends there. It started getting me um, exposure to really seasoned artists. Like I was this, you know, brand new person from college that had just decided to become a fine artist when I was doing commercial illustration for, mm-hmm. you know, the rest of my career. So I, I had so much advice that I was able to um, learn from from these people and. The you know curators would come to check out our artworks. So it was a really great Ooh. learning experience. So that was a phenomenal, phenomenal time for me. Um, and then uh, from there, it, I mean, I worked with a few different museums, uh, the Wolfsonian, MoCA, um, doing um, teaching classes. I've done a few like residency classes with the Bakehouse Art Center. I was associate there for a year, and. Um, then I got involved with Superfund. So that was something that... And that was while you were still out in... Still in Miami, Miami. yeah. Oh, okay. So basically I was working, um, I was doing graphic design work and teaching um, and working on my full-time art career. Like that's really where I was focusing. And I did Superfund's 2016 Art Basel show. And you know, I sold work, I had a really great time, and I ended up uh, coming on board to help with exhibitor relations with that fair and worked with them. And they ended up moving to New York in 2000, um, I think it was the beginning of 2018, end of 2017, um, December around that time period. So they started moving up to New York around then. Um, and I kept the Miami home base office, mm. uh, and it was, I mean, I really enjoyed working because as a working artist, I, that was something that I really believed in, in the opportunity to let other artists know about these kinds of opportunities. If it was something you can do, want to do, 
you know, I, and I loved being a part of helping that. Um, and, you know, there was also galleries and things involved, too, so yeah. really just well All kinds of exposure, people. that kind of thing, yeah. Exactly, and I mean, we, it, it went from a Miami show to, uh, we opened our New York show, we opened um, D.C., uh, they just did L.A., and I know that they're now doing a bunch of um, new cities and some new projects and things like that, so I basically followed them to New York. Um, they, we closed down the Miami office and um, moved to New York in 2018. And um, I'm no longer working with them, but uh, you know, I've come to check out the shows and things mm-hmm. that they're still doing, um, which is really interesting. Gonna continue to follow how they progress. And um, yeah, but that was, it was more working with Superfine that brought me to New York and also wanting to uh, experience a New York pace of mm-hmm. art career. I think that was one of the things I found in Miami too, was that I, I was struggling to see the results that I wanted mm-hmm. in my career. I felt like it was taking a really long time. And I didn't think that I was finding quite the audience that, um, I think connected with my work, you know, and, and and not to say that it wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I had shows, there was one year I had a show every month for yeah. the entire year. Yeah. So they I, think you, I think that's very well put just because I, I'm, I'm laughing over here because I did the same thing. I traveled east through many states sort of with that same sort of, you know, thing in mind, like yeah. sorry, putting in all this work, doing all these shows. Let's see a little more results, you know, right. for what we're, you know, for what I'm doing here. And I think that um, that's the thing about New York. I mean, Miami is really, really coming up in the art world, and Art Basel has obviously really helped it yeah. put it on the map. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say that for me as an artist, I felt as though I wasn't getting enough and needed more. I mean, also Miami is my home, and there was definitely that sense of comfort that I was leaning. I felt too hard on, mm-hmm. um, and there was no changing that unless I branched out, right. and um, so, you know, New York all made sense, and it was really interesting, too, because the move to New York coincide with uh, uh, Superfine's New York Fair in 2018, as well as I had a show with Deep Space Gallery in Jersey City. It was like a big, major show with lots of installations. Yeah, exactly. So it ended up working out great. Uh, there was an apartment opening. So oh, well, there you go. Yeah, Even better. Like wow. easy. You know, it was just like, it felt like destiny. You just walked right in. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And and I think taking advantage of the fact that it's an international crowd of people in a very unique way when it comes to uh, the art world in New York. And so I felt as though even if New York wasn't my forever home, I would be able to find more here than where I was, where I needed to go direction-wise, and also challenge my, you know, what I thought I could do, all of that. And I mean, again, like, it's it's happening. I'm really, it's been a great um, choice that I made. I'm really yeah, it sounds good. like it. Yeah, yeah I didn't, actually, I didn't realize um, that you hadn't really been here that long, because with all the stuff yeah. that you've been doing, I just figured you've been here forever, you know, doing your thing. <laughs> But that's fantastic. So you're riding that wave, and um, you know that's possible. great. Yeah, yeah. like I, you know, that's that's why I came here. I'm still yeah. here about ten years later. There we um, go. Let's see. Yeah, you yeah. Know, but I do like the idea <laughs> of um, you know, it, it's a great place to always. Like I said, I always want to sort of have like a flag here, if nothing else. I love to travel yeah. as well, and 
sort of what better place? I mean, how many airports do we have? And, uh, you know, it's like we can go wherever we want, whenever yeah. we want. Um, and that's pretty, and then come back here, which is pretty, uh, pretty fantastic. Yeah, and I just think that the things that are happening in New York, it, it's an exciting, it's the, it's still the place to be, and I think that there's a lot of cities that are, um, you know, really on par with what New York's um, legacy has been. I think that people are really stepping up to trying to have more arts programs yeah. in their cities, but I definitely have benefited from what I've gained from being in New York thus far. So it's definitely been um, a really big learning experience too. I think that one of the best things is seeing the caliber and the history of the art world and not having such a, you know, kind of, it just opened up my perspective on what is possible. And I think that that makes a better smarter decision on where I want to go because I feel like I have a choice of looking at something and saying you know yeah, you can literally see it as opposed yeah. to just imagining it from a book or something else yeah. like you can, you can get fantasy. it in, yeah you can get it in, in and literally see how they did it you know and oh look that seems coming apart or something they're not they're not as perfect as I thought I can yeah. do this, <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> yeah that's that is that is a wonderful thing another wonderful thing about New York and any place that you know puts value on that on sharing that culture you know whether it's sharing you know their own local culture and or bringing in other things from other places and, and times yeah that's it's a big deal so get out to those museums when you can yeah. you know support your local um you know establishments that are doing that kind of thing or else they'll go away and you won't have that anymore it's true <laughs> it's true i mean there's so many you know pop-up things happening, there's really cool programs, residency programs, cool installations, I mean, there is just so much. It's exciting. Gotta love that, gotta love, yeah, um, so let's see, so you have the international show coming up, we're still sort of working on, we've got like about a month and a week or so left of the AIF program, mm -hmm. um, toward the end of that, um, toward the end of June we'll have another big show at the Living Gallery Outpost that'll be sort of our farewell, or we'll see. I mean, I'm hoping to, you know, I'm hoping that, that these things sort of carry on, yeah. um, but, but like, but you know, it's been a, it's been an experiment, a pilot, you know, program, um, but we've had a lot of fun and met a lot of really cool people, learned some really cool things, got all kinds of fantastic insight from all over the place. Um, so that's been good. I hope you've had some fun with that as well. Oh, 100%. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, so let's see, what else? Anything else? Like where can, um, so you've got the two shows coming out. Remind people where they can find your work. Yeah. Like what's the best place, how to get a hold of you, what's the best place to, to look you up? Sure. So, I mean, I have a website, DemingKingHarriman.com. Um, it has pretty much all the series of works that I've been doing um, thus far from that residency uh, in South Florida up until now. And it's all right there. It's all there. Um, and then definitely my Instagram, Deming King Harriman Art. It's a long handle, but it's, I, once it starts Deming King, it is the first person that comes There you out. go. The one with the like crazy artwork on it. Yeah. That's the, those are the good ones. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so pretty easy to find. And uh, so I'm updating as much as I can. That's normally where I'll be posting more of the day-to-day. -day. Um, I also post a lot of in-progress of my work, so you get to really see what I'm doing with these relief, like all this mixed media stuff that we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. I, I really try to show how I'm making it and bring you into that process um, because I find it 
really fun um, when other people do that. Um, and I think it's I've seen you've done some workshops as well too. Yeah. Like you've done some teaching where you where you show people some of the stuff involved in that kind of thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've worked with Arts Club NYC, um, Arts Club New York to do teaching collage classes um, and helping out with their events, as well as with Deep Space Gallery in Jersey City. I've partnered with them for a few collage classes. And, you know, as they come up, I definitely want to teach them. Right now, it's been more the traditional uh, collage, how okay, I started. Yeah. But again, like, I mean, at least from my personal journey, the collage class that I'm trying to give to people at this point in time is the same free range kind of class that I took when I was in college that literally made me change my entire trajectory. So. I found benefit in it, and I'm trying to give people the opportunity, and we've had some phenomenal art come from it, so I'm very excited. But, I mean, I definitely, down the line, would love to get more intense with these workshops. Um, I actually took my own gilding workshop at Deep Space Gallery. Uh I was like, to show me what I'm not, you know, what I don't know, and, and so it's fun to kind of, you know be part of that yeah did they teach you like sort of the like the old like traditional techniques or what was it they were some really interesting things apparently and not a lot of artists are using this you can gild with like a holographic film and yeah no just you know for Uh your own Uh notes your side uh Uh bar but uh and it it's like translucent holographic um it's i mean it's hard to describe but you do it the same uh, my way. My imagination's already running wild. Yeah, so, so I, I have, I'll, I'll uh, you know, um, hook you up with the, the, oh, the supply nice. list. Oh, Good, right, class. right. Let me yeah. know your, uh, class, your yeah. supplier. <laughs> cool. That's, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they can find you on your website. Yes. On your Instagram. Instagram and you know at some of the most fabulous galleries around the world. Oh, there we go. And <laughs> who knows where else? Very, very soon. And um, you know, come out and hang out with us at the Living Gallery Outpost at the end of June, and maybe yeah. you'll even get a chance to meet Deming I'll in person. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, fantastic. Thanks again for coming out to the studio, and we look forward to seeing more of your work. All right. Thank you for having me. Thanks to everyone listening, and you can find out where to meet artists and see artwork in person on the events page at wetpaintnyc.com.